It's sweaty. It's hot. But that's just me. Hot and sweaty. It is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> especially the hot the part especially yeah. the hot part that is how we're starting the episode so welcome back everybody to <laughs> welcome everybody to we talk film i'm your host as always very joined as always by clayton how you doing clayton I'm doing good, Barry. <laughs> we're off to a great start. That's just, that's oh, right. We're just straight into God. it today. Just unexpected. We're here just going for it. Where there's a lot of unexpected things going to happen today in today's episode. That's for sure. Oh, God. Yes. Well, as always, we like to kick it off with our little news segment. Hit the button. We got a bunch of new trailers this week. The first one I'd like to talk about is for Amazon's new television series, Fallout, uh, coming April 12th and is based off of the video game series. It looks surprisingly good. Um, They released a bunch of images earlier, and then the trailer that I finally got around to watching today, and I was like, holy shit, this actually looks good. Um, It doesn't look as gritty as I'd hoped. Um, but it, it feels like they really nailed the kind of more modern Fallout vibe. Uh, it's got, like, definitely that tongue-in-cheek humor to it. The the gore and the violence is all there as well, which is good to see. Um, so, yeah, we'll check that one out in April. Uh, definitely, definitely want to watch that one on here. Uh, and then moving away, we got another TV show, another TV show from Amazon. The Boys Season 4 got a trailer, and this looks really good. Uh, it looks like the stakes are more raised, everything's higher, more tense, Barry's staring at me the whole this entire oh, yeah. time. No, it's good, it's good, it's good. Like, the, the boys, I'm looking forward to it, especially, like, the Jeffrey Dean Morgan oh, yeah. is being in it as well. Uh, yes. I'm looking forward to that, and he's the first guy to make a joke about, like, so what do you call the team? The boys? Fucking shit. <laughs> who, who's the idiot who came up with that name? And yeah. <laughs> he's gonna fight him it looks really good especially because gen v was a an amazing surprise oh i'm yes. really excited to see what they do with the mainline show um yep all right moving away we got a movie this is a movie that i forgot was coming out and i forgot was in the works and it seemed like we had no news about until the trailer dropped it's called furiosa it is a prequel to mad max fury road starring anya taylor joy as furiosa That's it's also right. got chris Hemsworth yeah. in it and a bunch of other people. I'm I'm not sure how I feel about this trailer. It looks yeah, a little it's... CGI heavy. It doesn't look like it's going to be as gripping as Fury Road or the no. other Mad Max movies. I'm not sure. It looks like yeah, it might be it fun. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, it looks. It still looks fun. I'm looking forward to seeing Chris Hemsworth as the the villain. Oh yeah. Um, this time around because he's going to be the bad guy at it. Like mm-hmm. his character seems wacky and insane. But yeah, it does That'll look very CGI heavy, even compared to the last yeah. Mad Max movie. Uh, this looks a lot more like, let's just CGI everything and everyone. Weird. Very mm. weird, because I really love Fury Road, and I love Mad Max, the first and second one. So I'm, I'm always excited for more, considering it's still George Miller. He's still doing it. He's yeah. nearly 700 years old, but he's still making Mad Max films. He's uh, still going. It makes me want... A sequel to the original. I want a movie set between one and two. It's like I want him to do that before he dies, but it's like we're getting this. That's nah, okay. <laughs> All right, another TV show that we got that I again had no idea was in the works. Nobody had heard anything about this really. Uh, it's called Ted. It is a prequel series to the the movie set yep. in the nineties, 
where he's oh, like yeah. just oh, on yeah. the teddy bear and it looks kind of good <laughs> it looks like it's yeah kind of making fun of itself as well which oh, yeah. of course the, no. the ted movies were surprisingly fun they had a cool little idea um and they and this looks like it's more of the same i mean it's still the same yeah. guy it's just more ted you know and like more growing ted. up and everything like that in the 90s as well so i'm looking cool. forward to it looks like it'll be fun um, and then the final thing that we got is a trailer that I saw just before I came on the podcast. Uh, Jason Statham. It's called The Beekeeper. It looks like it's c- trying to do a John Wicky thing, but way more over the top, where he's a beekeeper that, like, kills people and brings down government agents or something. It's It looks so stupid. Okay. I haven't even seen that one, know anything about no, it. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> like, 20 minutes ago, and I was like, this looks so stupid. I have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it, it looks, sounds it looks stupid. It looks bad, but yep. like, laugh at it bad. It looks like Extraction oh, okay. 2, but even more silly. Remember how silly that yep. one was? We talked about it about in here. It's like that. Yeah. But it's just more insane. <laughs> so sh- <laughs> Nice. Nice. I, I kind of want to check that out. Uh, but moving away from trailers, we got a bunch of news for a bunch of things. Uh, okay. Naruto. An anime series. It's getting a live-action film uh, from Netflix. And it's being written by the showrunner who's doing the animated Tomb Raider series, also for Netflix, uh, Tasha Huao. So, I, I don't know. It's hard to judge that because that animated series hasn't come out yet. So, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing yet. But... We'll see. I, we'll see. I'm not really clamoring for a narrative live-action. <laughs> no, well, they did all right. I think the reason why they're doing it is because, like, One Piece has done so yeah. well. And so that it's like, let's do every single anime we have the rights to, essentially, oh, and not definitely. do Cowboy Bebop again. <laughs> oh, God. Remember that? Remember when that was the thing? Holy, oh, God. I gave up on that yeah. show after the second episode. I was like, this is so yeah, sad. Yeah, that was fucking garbage. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. And, all right. Speaking of garbage, this is something that isn't garbage. <laughs> The Boys is getting a second spin-off show. After Gen V, they're like, let's just do other stuff. Uh, This one's set in Mexico, and that's all we know about it. Uh, It's not following anything from the comics, so it's kind of another, its own little thing. I have no idea what to expect. I think it'll be good, considering Gen V was surprisingly good. If it's the same people doing something different again, sure, I'm all for it. I mean, yeah, it seems like the mainline series is slowly coming to an end, so I'm sure that these little spin-off things in between, it's it's a great idea, um, and it's even better if they're good, so we have to wait and see where that one goes. Yeah, um, Diego okay. Luna is like an um, EP for it, or something like that, yeah, the, guy, yeah. the Andor guy, yeah. Yes, uh, which he's great, and if he's in it, as like we think he is, that'll be awesome. I'm all for seeing him do a different role, like something out of The Boys. That'll be insane. Yeah, that'd um, be cool. All right, moving over to James Cameron. He's given us some news on Avatar 3. He says it's still on track for a Christmas release in 2025. <laughs> he said two years of uh, post-production now because the, the movie's been filmed. So he said it's going to be a long two years of post-production, but it's going to come out Christmas 2025. Sure. <laughs> Sure. I mean, I really, yeah. I really, okay. I really liked Way of Water, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know where it's going to go next. I just, yeah, it's it's like I I will go and watch it. That's the thing. Like they're always entertaining, same as the last one, and visually oh, and how they make it all is absolutely amazing. But it's just like, yeah, okay, cool. It's coming out. 
then, even though they filmed it like 10 years ago. So like all the yeah. actors and actresses, there's something like that. Um, who's Zoe Saldana, who plays as, um, I forget, the, uh, the wife. avatar lady, yeah, what's her name? the wife in it. Yeah, she's going to be like 50 by the time the last one comes out. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, oh. <laughs> oh, James Cameron's going to be 206 by the time that one comes exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. That's, but yeah. like they shot this one at the same time as they shot Avatar 2. So that the actors yep. wouldn't age, and so they'd have this other thing, which I mean, is fair enough. I mean, that's a good yep. enough reason to do it. If the guy's written these movies, he can make them. Sure, I'm sure they'll be good. I really love the first two, so I'm I'm all for there being more Avatar stuff. Uh, yep. da, 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 da. All right, moving away to something else that I'm happy they're doing more of: The Last of Us season two. We got an announcement that it's going to feature content in its episodes that wasn't in the second game. Uh, it's Featuring stuff from the Lost Levels, which was uh, recently included in the remastered version of The Last of Us 2 for the PlayStation 5. Um, but So we're going to see new shit that we haven't seen, stuff that wasn't in that game. They're kind of adding, adding elements to the story, which will hopefully improve it, even though hopefully. I really like Last of Us 2 from like a gameplay perspective, but from a story perspective, it's not that great. Um, oh, okay. So hopefully the show does it justice and does it better, um, knowing yep. the flaws of the show and the pros and whatever. But I mean, yeah. Uh, spoilers for The Last of Us. In the second game, Joel dies within like the first twenty minutes. Um, Rip. So hopefully they the stuff that's included is before he dies, so we get more Pedro Pascal because he's great in this show. Uh yeah. So yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see where that comes out. That comes out next year, I think, at some point. Well, no, no, they're filming next year. They're filming in February. So it won't be for, like, another year on top of that, if not two years. I thought they were already filming it. No, they don't start filming to February of next year. Oh, okay. Never mind. (laughs) I know the news. What are you on about? You know the news. news, All right. Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) Avengers. The writer for the Loki series, the showrunner, the main writer dude who's come up with the idea and given us the first two amazing seasons of that show, has been connected to Avengers Kang Dynasty as the main writer. He's going to basically helm that story-wise and basically start writing that now (laughs) in order for it to come out in a couple years. If Honestly, if there's anyone working at Marvel, I think that's the guy for it, considering how well Loki Season 2 did with the whole multiversal time travel wacky shenanigans. I feel like Kang Dynasty needs someone of that caliber, so hopefully he doesn't get overwhelmed, and hopefully he creates this really amazing, grounded story with these characters. um, Considering there's like 400 characters in this film, it's going to be tough for this dude. But I hope he does it justice, because apparently he's also doing Secret Wars, but he will start doing that afterwards if it goes to plan. So, again, another good yeah. sign to get the yeah. same guy to just, do both films. Just keep that, yeah, keep that guy in charge of it all and stuff like that. Make him the new yeah. Kevin Feige. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's me. I'll do that. <laughs> get us attached. We'll do it. We'll do Secret Wars, Disney. Uh, listen to us because we know what we're talking about. And someone who doesn't know what they're talking about, speaking of Disney, the Disney CEO, Bob Iger, has released a statement about the Marvels. And this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. This is the funniest little 
little uh, statement I've ever heard because it really tells the difference between people making these films and people financing these films. Because he says the main reason that the Marvels is underperforming is because there was a lack of studio executives on the set. That is the only reason, according to Bob Iger. This guy's an idiot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so he doesn't make stupid. too much sense. That is that is very stupid to say. You think? It feels like there was too many studio execs on it already. Yeah. The film didn't know what it wanted to do. It was so bad, and the writing was terrible. It needs better yep. writers, if anything, and less studio interference, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, just oh get competent God. people to actually make your storylines and actually tell the directors and the writers what's going on in other films. Yeah. So it is actually yep. all connected and stuff like that. And then you don't have like The Eternals now, which is five years old at this point and has a giant humanoid yeah. thing in that out of the ocean. Not a single film's oh mentioned that. <laughs> we bring it up. We've talked about that giant head more than the MCU has talked about the giant. We Celestia have. We have. Which is really funny. But yeah, no, it it's so stupid because it's like, if you want people to make good movies, let them make the good movies. Stop telling them how to do it. Focus on making sure everyone knows what they're doing rather than telling them what to do. It's, ah, uh, whatever. Anyway, moving away to some good news. Oppenheimer is selling out of its physical copies across the US, uh, which is great because it's a good a W for physical media. It means people are buying it. Is, it. it is, it is. It's showing yep. them that... I know, I have a copy. Cool. I've got one. I, I managed to grab I, one. <laughs> I will get one eventually because I rewatched it the other night and it's still pretty good. So I will definitely pick it up again. Um, the copies are pretty easy to find here. So it's, I guess it's maybe an exclusively US or UK thing where it's a little bit hard in some retail outlets. I don't know. It's, it's, it's fine, but it's good because it's making people crack down on it and win because that ties into our next story, our last story of the night, which I feel like is an important one, tying into the whole physical media versus digital media. PlayStation uh, have taken or are planning to take off a bunch of titles from their TV store and video section just because of content, like they no longer had the license for things. So if you've purchased certain TV shows uh, from a lot of discovery media, including shows like Mythbusters, uh, if you've purchased any of those on the PlayStation Store, you will lose access to them after December 31st. They will be gone from your library, downloaded. If you have it, if you got it, you cannot watch it again. It is gone forever, and you don't get a refund. There is nothing they will do. And it really sucks if you bought any of those because that is that shows you the you know the downsides of digital media is you don't really oh own yeah anything. the the company yep. sells you a license to look at it and they can remove it wow. whenever you want it's awful yep. because yeah it's making things harder and harder to find especially digitally where streaming is the commonplace way to go no one buys DVDs except for Oppenheimer apparently so. It's it's devastating to hear that. Luckily, I haven't bought anything. The only thing I've bought on PlayStation Video is Alien, and I got it for like $2 <laughs> on a sale. So I have that on Yeah, That's all right, then. That's and fine. I, I don't think that one's going anywhere. I also have that on physical media, so that doesn't really bother me if that goes missing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. don't, don't uh, buy physical media if you can. That's, that's the moral of the news segment. Yeah, that morals. is the moral of the news segment. We're going to have morals here, you know. Every, we, talk we, definitely, we definitely have morals. We have morals. Every, we, have, we have morals. Considering how you started off this episode, I'm not sure if that's true. 
<laughs> yeah, we we we're on a fine line of morals for this show. Um, that's for like, sure. We even have a line. Where's the line? We don't though? have a line anymore. We don't need a line. Okay, oh, well, that what, is the yeah. news for this week. What a sense of news. What a long bit of news compared to like the past few weeks. You know, that, that was yeah. a lot. That was a lot we had to get through. Nothing happened, but and now everything happened. Nothing happened. Now everything's happening all at once, all oh, at God. single time. Just like this upcoming clip. You want to be great. But you are nothing without me. Say it. I believe I speak for all of us. We will all sleep again without this vermin. Oh, shit. So, oh, yes, no. we went to go and see Napoleon, which is Ridley Scott's new film um, about the great Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. And, yeah, that's le legitimately, like, what's, what's it about? His wife, Josephine, and, and everything, and all these battles. Well, most of his battles, we hear of it. Some Don't of see him people. anyway. Some of his <laughs> battles. I think only three of his battles. But, yes, we have um, Walking Phoenix as Napoleon Bonaparte and Vanessa Kirk. Kirby as Josephine Bonaparte, which is his wife, and then a whole bunch yeah. of other actors playing a whole bunch of other people from history that I don't even know about yeah. or can't pronounce their names because it's all Italian. Yeah. It's French. It's French. It's Italian. It's French. French. Napoleon it's is Italian. French. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Imagine no, if he was Italian. Started off by getting it wrong. You can't be like Napoleon, you know, the French guy. The French Why'd guy. Everyone knows he's like the only famous French person, and you call him Italian. Ah, yeah, because <laughs> that's how much I think of this film. <laughs> oh God, I, I'm I. All right, okay. So Napoleon uh, is a long movie. The it French guy. So, the French guy, not the Italian. <laughs> the French guy. Uh, it's a long movie. It's over two and a half hours. Uh, starring a bunch of non-French people playing French people uh, <laughs> yeah. from history. And basically just details, well, not so much the rise, but mostly the kind of middle part to the fall of Napoleon Bonaparte's career as a general and then as king of France. So uh, it's it's an insane investment to get yourselves into in cinema, especially when it feels rushed even though it's two and a half hours long, yeah, which is what this movie yeah. did. This movie spends about yeah, two yeah. hours focusing on uh, his relationship with his wife in a weird sort of way, and then having the but she was a pretty weird guy. Minutes. They were. It was weird. We'll talk about that in a bit. But he spends the other forty minutes or so on his battles, uh, specifically Waterloo. Gets about half an hour, and that is the coolest part of the film. It's the finale, and it's it's awesome. The battles in this movie are amazing. I wanted that to be the entire film, and I didn't want to hear about his wife ever again or his personal relationships yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that was so cool. Yeah. And then we get another 20 minutes of, like, three other battles. One of them goes for, like, two seconds. The other one goes for about 15 minutes. And then he fires on the pyramid that goes for about another three seconds. It's, it's And so then we have the whole Russian invasion and stuff like that. That was just oh, yeah, kind of there. Oh, yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. That was cool. It's, it's like... 
there's this this movie here that's really cool and has got some of the greatest looking battles I've seen in a long last time, especially for historical epics. Uh, and yeah. then it kind of puts them to the back burner and doesn't show you any of the cool stuff. Like you see it yeah. and then it's yeah. over. And then all of a sudden his wife is cheating on him and he's sad about it for the next half an hour. That's that's Napoleon. Yep. That's Napoleon. That's Napoleon, everyone. All right, that's yeah. a wrap. On to the next one. Ah, <laughs> uh, but no, yes, right. yes. This was a very um interesting take upon Napoleon, yeah. I must say. Um, on how he do it at it's, all and stuff like that. What Especially I it's what he was gonna do. No. Not what I would no. have done either, really. I mean, he's a war general, but we don't see much of the actual war generaling. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no? yes. So yeah, yeah, this is very much like definitely more of a dramatic piece and a more like personal story. I think Ridley Scott was trying yeah. to tell in this yeah. film where at the end of the day, I don't think it worked out too well and not what so. people were wanting out of it. Cause that's the thing. It's a lot of talking in this movie, like a lot. There is None so much politics. No None French. of it's in French either. They all sound very good <laughs> English or very good American. Uh, <laughs> there is no French accents in this film. There is no though. French it's... accent, no Italian accents either, which is bizarre. It's really funny. <laughs> um but yeah it was just like so we'll get down to the story and the nitty-gritty of it all that obviously yes it is meant to be about um napoleon's great take on like where he did conquer france and everything like that he did become their king at one point or their emperor and everything like that and this is the thing where it kind of fell down a bit because we know about his great battles where he what won 60 out of his 61 battles yeah, in his lifetime. That's a pretty good track record, I will say. That's a pretty good track record. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. We only see like three of the battles throughout the movie. And then the rest of the time is, yeah, with his weird relationship with his um wife yeah. and how all that went down, which was yeah. just like, I am not really here for that because it felt like even the way they were doing it, the interaction, every single scene, it just felt forced and yeah, yep. didn't really need to be there if you know what i mean <laughs> well a lot no, of scenes didn't I, need I, to be I'll, there i will talk about the relationship but before we do that we do know that ridley scott plans to release like a four hour version of this film on apple yes, yes. Uh, eventually i think within the next couple months or so that's coming out and i hope that that means it's just another two hours of the battles because like a lot of work We're went gonna into find those out. So you'd you'd think that that's where all of that goes. I really hope so. Yeah. And if that's I the case, so. that will definitely bump up the ratings for this film because that is more of what we want to see. Um, and if yeah. we get more of what we want to see, it's going to be a higher rating, of course. But we, unfortunately for the theatrical release of this film, we got a lot of stuff that didn't work, namely the relationship yeah. between him and Josephine. Which yep. I, I will say, I loved Joaquin. I loved the performances of both of them. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and whatever the girl's name was. I feel like they were cool. Yeah, Vanessa I like what Kirby. they did. Yeah. Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, they were both really cool. But I'm, I'm not quite sure that the chemistry was there. There wasn't, it wasn't really anything holding them together. And I no. think a lot of that is due to how the story is presented. Um, it opens with a small battle, which is really goddamn cool opening to the film, uh, where he basically goes from captain to, like, lieutenant general or something like that. And that yeah. was awesome. 
And then, yeah, the, the next hour and a half of just him with his wife, he meets once at a party, yep. and then yep. they're married, and then she's cheating on him within the span of, like, 10 minutes. So yep. there's not enough time spent before any of that happens that you don't really care, and it kind of puts you off considering it just keeps happening over and over. Well, McKean Phoenix yep. is just obsessed with her, and, and it's like, well, she's just cheating on you every, like, five minutes, and you're not really doing anything. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's such... It's a weird way to do a relationship drama, which is what this ultimately is. It's not a war epic. It's a drama film. Yeah. It's a historical drama. I mean, historical oh, drama. Yeah. Like this film's a more... lot of historic inaccuracies, according to a lot of historians. Yeah. So... Which is, it's, yeah. I mean, that's to be assumed considering Ridley Scott uh, and his historical films. But also, like, if you're going to do a film for the sake of drama, or if you're going to tell something for its historical accuracy, there's two different types of films there. And I feel like Napoleon being such an extravagant, over-the-top character himself and storyteller himself needed that, but it could have been done in such a better way. And it could have leaned out of the historical inaccuracies in a way, like, um, it could have started with that he's recounting his adventures in the past he's recounting his battles yeah if it opens with him on the island being like oh i did this and this and the kids are like that's not how it happened because that is how it ends is it hints at that at the end but if it did that at the start kind of storytelling way then it's like oh well the movie's kind of historically inaccurate because napoleon himself recounts history is recounting it yeah in a way that didn't really happen which is he is known to do a lot of his historical accounts were falsified or um What's the word? Uh, X, X, I'm, I'm blanking here. Blanking. Uh, He's blanking. Oh my God. He's blanking. Um, but uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of like inaccuracies (laughs) and stuff like that, or they were trying to do with this film and it just wasn't quite there. Um, and even as well, the pacing of this film, it felt very bloated in a way. Like that's the thing. Every single war scene that they had in this movie was absolutely well awesome. done. Ridley Scott so does absolutely so well with his large like war scenes. He always has mm. since Gladiator and stuff mm. like that. Like he knows how to direct like war scenes and make them visually look good and stuff oh, like that. So good. But it was just like everything else with the film was just like, what is the point of this? Why am I here watching this? Like yeah. it just. I wasn't like emotionally connected to these characters whatsoever at a single no. part. Like I don't even care about Napoleon now because of this film. Not really? Because <laughs> it's no. just like it just made him like a really weird kind of guy. And as well, going back to the pacing side of it, it's meant to show like his overall career that he had as a general and a commander and then king and everything like that. <laughs> it all felt like it happened within a couple years. It if I'm being honest. It jumps honest. around so much. It the jumps first... around so much. Okay, so the for the first thing is it's this film set over the span of like 20 years, right? The actors don't age. years. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. The actors don't age the entire time. So Napoleon when he's 20 looks the same as he does when he's 60. <laughs> so yeah. that throws off the timeline and also makes you think these events are happening way quicker than they are which they are happening really quickly he's captain he's general all of a sudden he's king in about half an hour and it doesn't really show how or why he gets there it's kind yeah. of just someone shows up and he's like hey you should be king and he's like okay i'm king now I'm like, okay i guess he's king now when's the stuff i care about and you, you, you go yep, along yep. with it like it's interesting and it's cool 
but there's nothing there. There's no substance to what you're seeing. Everything looks amazing. No. The set design and just the world and all of that is uh, so good, yeah. especially when there's huge crowd scenes and everything's going on. You really feel like you're in the 1700s in France. But then the story, it's like, eh, I feel like, I don't know, maybe if you spent more time in each of yeah. the parts... Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't really yeah you don't care about the characters enough to really no no and that's the thing really there's click. not a lot of like content but there's a lot of filler that's yes. a good way of explaining yeah. it yeah Definitely. yeah uh that's the thing it was just very much like oh yeah you should think about becoming king he's king now and it was just yeah. like how what why like how do you know. get from just being a guy to a king essentially like they don't show that at all. They just and then that's the thing. Another thing as well, I didn't like about it. They talk about all his battles and what he's done and stuff like that, but they don't actually show it. And you would think, no. like for a Napoleon biopic film, which they were trying to yeah. go for and everything like that, they would actually show like he's achieving moments, like when, like mm. how he did become king and everything like that of France, and then when he came back again from being ex exiled the yeah. first time, like a bit more about that. You know, and yeah, going up exactly. against like the French army as well. You know, yeah, because it's just like all of a sudden he's exiled, and now all of a sudden he has an army of a hundred thousand men. That was a span of yeah. two minutes. The people are like, "Oh, yeah. okay, you're all right." And then all of a sudden, oh, I got hundred thousand men. Let's go fight the army. Huh? Yeah, where did this come from? Yep. How are you, King? I don't know. It feels like the better way to do this is yes, yeah, spend more time on the aspects of him rising through the ranks and less on the relationship. You can still have that. But have that as a back thing. If you, I don't think you can do both. At least not with this yeah. runtime. Maybe with the four-hour version, you could do it. We'll see, we'll see. But I don't know. If I feels like it's just going to be another two hours of him talking to his wife in a weird way. I feel like that's what yeah. Ridley Scott's going to do with the four-hour version. But then it's yep. like, and then there's the other way that they could have done this and focus on just a slice of Napoleon's life. Just one thing. Have it uh, yeah. focus on Waterloo, for example. This the whole two and a half hours is just the lead up and the battle of Waterloo, and yeah. Napoleon's downfall. There, we hear about his previous adventures, but it doesn't matter because the present is here in this battle. Um, and I guess yeah. even just that would connect to you more because you're not jumping around so much. You like you know of this guy, you know what he's done, you know what he's capable of. Now you get to see it. I, I yeah. don't know, man. It's, there's so many better ways that I would have done this film that I'm kind of really yeah. disappointed in Mr. Ridley Scott. You should have known better. <laughs> like, come on, man. And that's the other thing as well. Like, we go back to historical, like, inaccuracies with this film. Um, The whole, like, well, Waterloo battle, for example, is a big one because he wasn't actually there at Waterloo when it happened. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. He wasn't actually in the battle. So... Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, and there's just like stuff like that a lot of people were real pissed off about. And that's the thing. It could have been, it would have been better, like you said, if they had from the beginning like his story, his retelling of it, or telling his um children yeah. or whatever it was. Yep. Um being like, oh, so this is what happened, but it's all from Napoleon's perspective. And that's yep. the thing. Everyone knows or if you read up about him that he was known to lie and about all these conquers and, and stuff like that. Exaggerate. That that's a word. Exaggerate. Yeah. <laughs> that's the word. And um that's yeah. the word. That's the that's the word of the day. Um, and that's the thing. If we had that from his perspective, maybe mm -hmm. it would have been a bit more better film because then you could have yeah. been like, well, this is actually like how he saw it. Obviously, this is actually not really what happened and everything like that because you could have a whole thing at yep. the end.
being like, oh, yeah, no, it was all fake yeah, and stuff well, like well, that. Well, they kind of did that anyway with his kids mentioning it. Like, that's not yeah. how that happened. Yeah. And he's like, right, and then he dies. But yeah, if yep. he was narrating this as like he's telling the story of his life to his kids yep. while he's in exile, that could have been really cool. And that could have, you know, had an excuse for it to jump around and things to happen with without, yep. you know, showing it for two hours. You'd be like, oh, and then I became king. And his kids are like, what the hell? How'd you become king? And he's like, I oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah, you can, it's, it's just a storytelling device that allows you to do this in a, in a really well done way. And he didn't do it. And I'm annoyed. <laughs> yeah. So and that's the thing, so like going so back potential. to the actual, yeah, so much potential. Uh, that's the thing. You got like two amazing actors in it as well, um, which like they did well. Vanessa Kirby and um, yeah. Phoenix did amazing with their roles and stuff like that. But it was just when you got to the scenes between the both of them and stuff like that, it weird. just didn't, it was just weird in general. Was... Like there wasn't any chemistry at no. all. It felt like a very forced, like one-sided relationship in a way um and it's just like very sterile in the way they acted towards one another as well (laughs) i mean take how they meet they meet in like a a really funny party scene where napoleon doesn't say anything to her and she's like why are you staring at me and he just doesn't say anything and then like two scenes later they're getting married there was no build up or they didn't show the relationship in any way they didn't show that they care about each other Apart from the fact Napoleon is obsessed with her in weird ways, but it's like she doesn't care about him. Why? Yeah. It's it's weird, weird and badly done. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's like because that's what the majority of the movie is: is their relationship. Yeah. But it doesn't make us believe that that no. relationship is real. And that's know. the thing: it just it just didn't like yeah. a story perspective as well. Like you just had no emotional like attachment to these no. characters whatsoever. Like they were both just assholes towards one another yeah. in a, in a way, and just oh, like definitely. what the what the what the hell like and, type thing. Like I get it was like, a weird yeah. relationship and all the letters and stuff like that. Oh, um, but it was just the way that they sh- showed it, it all and stuff like that was just very bizarre. That that's for sure. You- it was, and it takes. And you then out also, of it. can we talk about the unnecessary like I, sex I was, scenes I, as well? I was about yeah. to just bring that up because the it, the yeah. relationship jumps around so much that you're like, what the fuck is going on? Because there's a scene, I think it's they just getting married, and they're having like just a talk or an argument or something, and then it immediately cuts to him like fucking her from behind in the most yeah. uh, like uh, w- random cut, just cut straight into yeah. it. And I started laughing in the cinema. I was the only one that yeah. laughed at this because I was like, what the hell is this? This is so stupid. It and is. the scene's there for like two minutes of just them yeah. going at it. And then yeah. it's them talking. It. It's, it's You don't need this. But so that's weird. the thing, though. There's like scenes like that that happen a few times where it, it just cuts like to like a, a sex scene. And then it just cuts <laughs> to like a complete another scene where they're talking again, like not in relation to what's happening in that same scene. And it's just like, why, Ridley it. Scott? All, why? All of the sex scenes are the same, too. If you know, they're like, they're doing the yeah. same fucking position and everything. It's There's yeah. no point for this to be in the movie. We already know that he's trying to father a child with her. You can mention that, yeah. you can, like the dinner table scene, which I thought was really cool, where he's like, you you haven't given me a son, we've been trying for so long, and you haven't. That's all you yeah. need. You don't need to give us 20 minutes of the most random sex scenes that we've ever seen in a war movie, what we thought was a war yeah. movie. It, and yep. it, it's so weird, because there's no, 
there's no emotion between the main characters. I feel like they're doing the best that no. they can. But the way the story is presented, there's no emotion. So when the sex scenes do happen, you laugh because it feels so out of place and random. It's like these people don't care about each yeah. other. This is stupid. <laughs> like, yep, yep. Oh, God, this movie. I'm so disappointed. This movie. Yeah, it is, is a disappointing yeah. film. So did we want to get into final thoughts and ratings for sure. this week's movie? Did you want to start? <laughs> I can start. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, okay. Overall, the battle scenes for this were absolutely tremendous, and that's the thing. Ridley oh, Scott yes. does that well. And I hope when the four-hour cut does get released, it is mainly focused on them, because that's the thing. We only saw a very small amount of his total battles and stuff like that. Yep. And he ha- he won 60 of them before Waterloo, <laughs> before everything went to go downhill and stuff yeah. like that. And we only saw, like, three of them. Um, and it would have been, like, interesting to see more of um, that, the whole Russia invasion and stuff like that. Because yeah, that yeah. went very quick as well for how long he was there. And that was so and, cool. Like, that was really <laughs> that was cool. Awesome. That was um, one of my favorite that. Of him. Yeah. So and then the same thing as Waterloo and stuff like that. I would have liked to see more of that or more of, like, smaller battles and throughout it in a similar yeah. way they shot Waterloo. Yep. Even though that's the thing, because it's like, if they went from that story perspective of he was telling the story, it would have worked out way more better, um, even the whole battle for Waterloo and stuff like that, because it's coming from his perspective. So yeah. he would have said, Napoleon would have said, I was there. Blah, 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 blah. I led, yeah, I was there. I led the charge, you know, which <laughs> yeah, yeah, would have been good. Which it would have yes, didn't. Um, <laughs> but he and, would have and said stuff that he like did. That. So, yeah. He would have it, said. It makes yeah, so much yeah. sense. Yeah. And would have, it's like, it would have been cool to focus on more key elements of his part. So when he did become king of France and everything like that, like actually how did he set those things into motion and stuff like that? Because that's the thing. You have these side characters, like his generals and his brother as well and stuff like that. Um, They're all like around, but they're really forgettable side characters. Like they I don't have much of an impact. Were. Most of the time, yeah, I forgot who they that were. Was because I was so just often. like stuff. But Who's it's like he again? had he, he would have had people to help him become king and got yeah. as high as he did and stuff like that. And it would have been more cool to see the behind the scenes of him doing all that. So what stuff did he actually have to do than just focusing on the relationship part? Because that's the thing. That's the one thing in this film. Like it could have been probably thirty minutes of like spread out through this film. Yeah. Uh, even less, if I'm being honest, because it's just like Honestly, it yeah. didn't really work if at all. No. And I get like maybe that's what he was trying to go to because obviously the letters that did get released that they did find of Napoleon with his wife and there was a whole thing yeah, just yeah, well, just with them themselves. It is very disturbing. It is <laughs> like gross. letters and stuff like it is gross. I, I, I just had a thought. Um, you know how I would have done this film. Um, yep. You can do it with the battles and just scrap the relationship entirely. Have that relationship yep. be told through the letters that he's writing to her and things that people... Yep. Do. We don't actually see the two of them together. We just see it through yep. like those letters as he's out conquering and we get to see all of the battles. And it can also be yep. him re- retelling the story. So it's like, there you go, Ridley Scott. Yep. You should have got me to write this film because I just fixed your two and a half hour boring mess. All right, Barry, what are you going to say? <laughs> I give this a five out of ten. Okay. Um, which is low for a really Scott film, but yeah, I just wasn't entertained really by this film at all compared to like past Ridley Scott films. There could have been something so amazingly done with this film, but it, it just lacked a lot of the the key elements I thought we should have seen as an audience going into it that would have like hooked us and actually made it like a really cool yeah. film. Because that's the thing. I was thinking this is gonna be on the same level as Gladiator. 
in stuff like that, like a historical drama of Ridley Scott. Mm. Like he always, he's always done him so well in everything like that. Yeah. But it was just this time around, this, the overall story for it was just so mixed and so mismatched and so bloated. And yeah. there was a stuff that was just like irrelevant to the plot. And it was just like, mm. why does that need to be in there? You know? I don't know. So yeah, five yeah. out of 10 I for mean, Napoleon. Use the gladiator example is that's also a drama. He spends a lot of time trying to get back to his wife and stuff, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of a similar story in to this, right? It's Napoleon wanting to get back to his wife, but how much of his wife do we see in Gladiator? We see enough well, for that dies relationship. Like the first ten minutes of the movie, yeah. so. But we see enough for that relationship to work. Spoilers right? for Gladiator. <laughs> but that works. We get that emotion that the characters have, and instead of her dying, substitute that for her cheating on Napoleon and Napoleon writing letters and stuff. It's like we get that same emotional attachment. And we don't see it in a weird way that doesn't work because something that we don't see works better than something we see and doesn't work, right? Like, if we see something and it's bad, it's bad. But if we hear about something and we don't see anything of it, then we we can't assume that it sucks (laughs) or that it's not real. Yeah. 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 So uh, you gave it a 5 out of 10. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. And mostly that's due to the amazing battles in this film. I would watch yeah. a, just those. Honestly, they're so good. They're some of the coolest looking historical war battles in a, in, that I've seen in a long time. Because most of it's practical. There's a few CGI oh, yeah. elements to like the gore and some stuff. But most of it is practical. They're real practical. people running around on fields. And it looks awesome. <laughs> like It's insanely oh, yeah. good. Some of the best battles I've seen in years. So, yeah, yep. I'm giving it a 6 out of 10 for that. Uh, it loses all of the points that it does due to that just just terrible pacing and storytelling. That yeah, well, that's the thing. It's going to be, to like, have. interesting now to see yeah. what the four-hour cut is actually, what content's going to be put out yeah. of it that's got taken out. Because because uh, yeah. you would think, well, Ridley Scott, he would have been like, oh, I'm going to make it as a four-hour film because he's releasing a four-hour film. So, so much yeah. of it has been where a full hour and a half has been then taken out to put into that's cinemas. That's a lot of film. That's a that's, whole that's, film. That's a lot of film. That is, a, that is a whole entire film, basically, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> removed. Like a lot of comedies and stuff like that around the hour and a half mark. So, you know, yeah. you can do a lot. And it's just like, it's going to be very yeah. interesting to see because I am going to try and watch it again, probably when the four hour cut comes yeah. out. And then be definitely. like, does it change my opinion on this film? If it just goes more into the relationship stuff, which I hope it doesn't, then it's obviously going to stay the same. But if he actually went into more timing and the more of like how he got into power and the more information about Napoleon himself, because that's the one thing about this film yeah. as well. It's meant to be about Napoleon. A lot of the scenes, every single scene should have been Napoleon in it. Every single scene. You have the, yeah. the title of the film is called Napoleon. He's like, it's mismatched between him and his wife. You know, yep. it's not yeah, about Josephine. It's, it's about Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that takes away from it as well, because if we see things just from his perspective, then it allows that relationship to be skewed in one direction. Yeah. Rather yeah. than seeing stuff that he wouldn't know about. I, I don't know. It's just jarring and it throws you out of this. Ter- uh, like uh, this. I want to say terrible movie, but it's not. It's a good yep. movie. But it could have been so much better. And the fact that it's so disappointing is what, yeah, what really throws it down for me. Yeah, but yeah, we'll yeah. see how the four hour cut version is. Uh, we see how the four hour cut version it, goes. Or at least mention yeah. it somewhere. We'll probably mention director's cut, something like that when it comes out. So. Yeah, sure. We do that. So um, make sure so... listeners to follow us on the YouTube side of things for the director's cut. So 
Yeah. Do that. So <laughs> on to the next topic at hand, something far more better than um, Napoleon. It's something, a little thing called. I need revenge. So arrogant, just like your father. People of Earth, the more you resist, the worse this gets. And if you think you can stop us, don't forget, I'm. So, oh, yes, yeah. we finally, well, I finally got Clayton to finish part one of season two of Invincible. And oh my yeah. gosh, what a comeback for the show after a two year hiatus from season one, which is like oh, mind boggling. It's already been two years, but this <laughs> season two came in strong. That's for sure. So how do you oh, want to do this? Do you want to go episode by episode? Cause there's only four episodes to part one at the moment. Yeah, we can do, but I also can watched do? them back to back. So I couldn't tell yeah. you where one started and one ended, oh, okay. but we can, we can okay. go through it. All right, so we'll start off with season two, episode one, A Lesson for Your Next Life. So basically, in the aftermath of his father's betrayal, Mark struggles with his responsibilities as Invincible and encounters an unexpected enemy. So yes, this is um, the first episode coming back straight in off the hills. I think it's only six months or something after the events of um, the end of season two, where yes... um, Omni-Man, Nolan Grayson, J.K. Simmons, basically nearly killed his son because season one still has such a big ending to it all and it's stuff like that, awesome. you know, like father going against oh son. Um, but the cool thing about episode one and what it did a little bit differently for the introduction to it, you actually got to see an alternate reality where Invincible teamed up yeah, with Omni-Man. That's right. Uh, which was a bit bit mind-boggling. <laughs> Wacky. Um, very yeah. good. I, I haven't read the Invincible comics. So everything that I'm seeing on screen, I'm seeing for the first time. I know of events yep, yep. that happen, roughly, yep. but I, yeah, this is all seeing it for the first time. So coming hot off the heels of season one, which is amazing, and it's such a great yep. animated little superhero show that just, I don't know, blew everyone's minds when it came out because of how good it was. And now following up season two, two years later, and it's just as good. But yeah. it's also like they're doing multiverse shit. This is insane. They're doing multiverse <laughs> stuff, in, yes, because one of the characters... Insane. They they introduced into the first episode, which was um Angstrom um Levy, Levy yep. um who is the um African American guy in it. He's basically the guy that sets into motion all like the multiverse stuff that starts to happen yeah. in Invincible and everything like that. So they were just like teasing at it, and it was actually kind of cool to actually like because he starts fighting off um uh the immortal. That's how it That's begins. Right. And I was like, wait a minute, are they are they sparring yeah, with yeah. one of them? But the immortal's like going fully at it. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh no, he's actually like invincible's got evil type thing. And then Omni Man comes down and just cuts him in half again. Because you know, immortal yeah. just keeps getting cut in half, but you know, he's immortal, so he keeps coming back. Um <laughs> and then yeah, we are introduced to Angstrom Levy's character, who then basically figures out he can go through multi-dimensions and stuff like that and zips yeah. away to the our current timeline of things um and then basically gets the help of the the twins the big blue twins i always forget their names uh molars the molars the molars right. yeah the, you're the and clone, um basically the, you're so the clone funny. not me and basically uh, they build a big machine and with a whole bunch of armstrongs and it, it all goes to haywire because invincible's 
goes in there and there's a whole bunch of that's other models right, from yeah. multi-dimensions and then it explodes it and yeah it's a whole thing everyone dies at the end it's, well they basically all die thing. except one mauler and then one angstrom with a whole hive mind of angstroms in his head thinking that, that invincible is evil and <laughs> oh, yeah this no. is obviously what's hopefully going to tie into part two of this season apparently um because yeah there's still I, stuff I in the trailers so. that yeah 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 um so yeah after that, what really happens? Because I know. Should we so just that's talk episode about it as one. Because <laughs> you know exactly yeah, what happens. Yeah. So that's episode okay, one. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then basically in episode two is when he meets the Atlanteans and all the fish people oh, and stuff like that. That's right. Uh, he thinks that's he's going right. to have to marry one. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but before that, though, he gets he has to go up against Darkwing, which is yeah, um, Batman. Batman of this universe, well, kind the of. apprentice of Batman. It's a whole thing because the started, original Darkwing he, died in season one, so yeah, it's like he started college, that he's now called yeah, Darkwing, right? Is it, yeah, is this yeah, he started yeah, college. He starts college. Yeah, and that's kind of cool. He's got his that's friends. That's kind of cool. Everyone, everyone returns. Everyone that's not dead. Everyone returns. returns yeah, and then like Batman. somehow he still has his goddamn current girlfriend. Who spoilers? Oh, Amber. She, not, Amber. Oh, I don't God, like her as a character. So yeah. Just get rid of it, please. To. No, I doesn't get it. Um, no, oh. but that's the thing. At the end of the day, I don't think she's going to be around too much longer because in the comics, Maybe he gets no. with Adam Eve. Yeah, um, at least she becomes his wife and everything like that. Better this season for now. Oh yeah, like at least she's uh, okay with the whole superhero thing. At least. Well, that's the, that's the thing. I'm just like waiting, and I hope it's this season where he finally realizes, oh, I should be with um Eve. And everything like that, because mm. the whole connection that they have, even in the comics as well, and stuff like that, is so well done. Those two characters yeah. and, and everything, um, and the stories and the adventures I mean, they, they have together. At it. Especially first, yeah, they've hinted they at, it. at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but it's just like I wanted to get there already because they're because they're the thing with the Invincible show compared to the, even the comic books. They've really the timeline of things has jumped around yeah, quite a bit. They rearrange everything lots. like that. They've rearranged a lot of it. Um, I was cool. even surprised by like already in this season um, how much they were like willing to put forth straight away. So yeah, basically in episode yeah. two, he has to go to the Atlantic people because his Omni Man killed the Atlantic King, and then Invincible was just like, "Well, I have to be here, you know, to marry someone." But as it turns out, it wasn't. He has to fight a big giant sea creature Cthulhu thing, yeah. and that goes to <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. well, he stops it. He stops it because, you know, he's invincible. He just keeps he's going. He's invincible. It's so funny. Um, it's great. It's, it's great. so good. And then third episode um, is basically him with college stuff, right? Yeah. And then most the of it's episode. actually um, about Thingy's character. I forget. Seth Rogen's character. Alan. Oh, Alan. Alan the alien. I this is the Alan, Alan. episode. Oh, yeah, because that's I right. See. The whole intro as well is just like yeah, oh. it changes. <laughs> and yeah. this episode also was narrated, like in yes. sections, like it was in being sections of it. Thing. It was so cool and so different. I love when they yep. do little side episodes because yeah, while Mark's at college, we follow Alan, and it's like in order to save the universe, you have to be, and instead of invincible, it says Alan. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and then yeah, basically we find more about the coalition of planets yeah. and everything optimus like that which prime? is a very optimus prime comes when i heard his that? voice i was like oh my gosh yeah um wow. peter cullen 
Um, so yeah, good. when I found out Peter Cullen was going to be in this show, I wasn't sure who he was going to voice because um, I didn't watch the trailer robot. that didn't voice um, have these voice in it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's voicing Thaddeus. I'm just like, yeah, because he's actually it a works. very big key character in the um, comics and stuff. He and just looking forward sounds to like stuff. Optimus Prime, yeah. though. Like, he's <laughs> always got to sound like Optimus Prime. So good. Um, but yeah, so, so good. Um, Alan, basically what happens in that episode is Alan, uh, we, get, we meet his Gets weird him. blue girlfriend. Yeah, yep. there's a weird tentacle scene. It's get, it gets they, they hot cut and away heavy. See, that's yep. what Napoleon should have done. To, the the narrator should have yeah. cut away. Should have cut away. Uh, cuts back to Mark one. having sex with Amber. <laughs> and then it goes back and again the, to Alan. <laughs> yeah, the narrator's like, oh, let's give him some privacy. And then we cut away. And then we're stuck on a cat for about 20 seconds. Yep. That was really yep. funny. Yep. Um, yep. But then, yeah, Alan gets into a fight because he finds out there's a mole in the coalition yes. of people against the Viltrum dudes. Um, but yep. before we get to find out any more of that, he's attacked at a space diner. By the Viltrumites. Um, by three Viltrumites, and they just kick yep. his ass. They oh, literally yeah. tear his arm off, they rip his straight up out. kill him. They kill him. Um, and everyone has to watch because they can't do it because it's in space, and they, they kick his ass. Yep. He's supposed yep. to be, like, the guy that can compete with them, and he can't even take one, so it's, yeah. Nope. Uh, That's the thing. Oh. This is the thing. <laughs> this show's done well with the Viltrumites, especially introducing them like that, was just, like, Viltrumites are meant to be terrifying and stuff like that, especially, like, pure yeah. Viltrumites and stuff like that. They are meant to be, like, the Supermans of this universe, essentially, yeah, and that's the thing. It's going to be so cool. Evil Superman. Well, not a whole planet, but you know, there's there's a few of them. There is a few of them. Um, there is a few of them. There is a lot of evil Supermans. Um, yes, so and then Alan. basically at the end of that episode, he's not dead. He's yet. not dead yet. Well, maybe we yeah. don't know because Peter Cullen, Optimus Prime's, is like, I turn off your life support. Do and he dies. So Alan's dead, which is a shame because I really like Alan. Dun dun dun. Sorry, we'll see Alan. Oh, again. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but now he's dead. Oh my he's, god. He's he's dead. <laughs> yeah. It's a superhero show. Nobody stays dead. Superhero show. We know exactly. Um, Multiverse. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then we go back to Mark, and he bumps yep. into Seance Dog, the Doctor Strange that's dog right. that's not actually real. Yep. And I thought that was really funny. Um, and because it, it's not a dog, it's a bug. From it's some a bug weird alien space planet, which and this is something I was not expecting them to do this early into the season as well. Yeah, is when yeah. he fly, uh, he goes off with the bug people to stop their planet from a bunch of asteroids. So this goes them. into episode four, which is the final four. one of yes, so, so far. That yeah, kicks into four. He goes there and uh, finds that there's no asteroids, and instead the planet is ruled by Omni Man. J.K. Simmons has yep. called him, and he's like, "Hi, Mark." I think we should talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah, he's just chilling there. Oh boy, he is just chilling there. Um, so yeah, this is this was an in, this an insane like halfway through season because it's like I have no idea what's going to happen next and I can't wait to finish this show because oh uh, yes, <laughs> Mark finds out that uh Nolan his dad has another wife and another kid, yep. uh, which yep. is really weird. But it's also like the bug people only live for a year. But it's also yep. really weird because <laughs> he had sex with a bug it's person. It's a bug. He had sex with a bug person. Don't worry, it's even it weirder in the comics. <laughs> yeah. And Mark is freaking out of this, of course. Um, but yeah. Omni-Man's like, hey, man, you, you sh we should team up so that we can, you know, train and fight the Viltrumites that are going to come because they know yeah. about me and they know about me having kids with other races that I shouldn't. I Sorry, it's a habit. 
but he yep. does that. And then the three Viltramites that killed Alan show up. Yeah. Uh, and we end up with probably the coolest fight scene that I've <laughs> seen since the end of season one. Like, that was awesome. Oh, yeah. We get this massive fight. Mark gets his ass kicked by all of them. Uh, Omni-Man kills, like, two of them, kind of. One kind of them of, doesn't yeah. die. It's a huge... It's a whole last thing. Uh, Mark is stabbed and bleeding to death. The one that they thought they killed comes back, kicks both of their asses. He's, like, holding his guts. Nobody yep. dies in this show. Everybody, like, is still alive, even though their guts are spilling Yeah. Out. Like, it's it takes a lot, a lot of... to kill a person in this show, yeah. that's for sure. It, even it... in the comics, it was a bit like that. It was just, like, a person yeah. that's being ripped to half. They're still alive. <laughs> it feels like it's got, like, kind of that Mortal Kombat syndrome, where it's, you can get yeah. ripped in half and you're still <laughs> yeah. fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine. I mean, it makes sense in this world. They're all superheroes. Sure, I'm, I'm sure they can go for longer. Um. But yeah, it, this episode basically, or this ha- part of the season, basically ends with Omni-Man being captured. Uh, they're going to yes. take him back to Viltrum to hang him. And Mark yep. is left alone on a planet with, he, with like a big stab wound and like broken bones. Yeah. And he's bleeding out on, yep. on a planet in the middle of nowhere. And that's, that's how it ends. That's how it <laughs> ends. And then, and then he gets told um, by General Craig, voiced by that's Clancy right. Brown, basically you have to take over. Um, what Omni was trying to do and get um, planet Earth ready for yeah. the Viltrum Empire and stuff like Which, that. Otherwise, yeah. he's going to go he's at war with the, the Viltrumites. No, he's not going to do. But um, it's such a cool way to end. Oh my God, this yeah, show is so yeah. good. <laughs> and that's the thing in this episode as well, which was really cool. We actually got to see what Omni Man was doing for the past like six months after the battle with um, Invincible. Bugs. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he was just traveling around in space what and growing a, a beard. Guy. Oh, that was such a cool segment. And then he segment. was just like, that was such a cool segment. I, the music and that in was show taken was really, it was straight out of the comics. Or something, right? was yeah. Playing yeah. over it. I was like, the music in this show is so good. And he's just flying alone in space to prep. He was going to kill himself by falling into a black hole. And then he yeah. decides to help stop these bugs from also getting sucked into the black hole. And he's like, maybe I'm not a bad guy. Which it's such yeah. a cool way to do it because Omni Man's a terrible person, right? He's doing yeah, all of this yeah. for his race, but it's also like inherently deep down, he's not actually a bad guy. I mean, no, no, he still wants to do good. And that's the thing about he, and what he, they do well in the to. comics. Spoilers for the comic books. He, Ugh. I would have to say, has the best redemption arc in any character I have probably ever seen. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Coming from the comics Ooh. and everything like that, reading like, how he went from like destroying the world basically and trying to kill his son <laughs> to then yeah. like doing a full complete reversal, like 180, um, towards the end of the invincible timeline and everything like that when they finish the comics. Um, his story and what they're going to be doing now is so amazing. And I hope from what they can do, well, so far they've been doing a pretty good job, but what they do from the um comics and relay that as a story for himself. Because this is all setting up for other stuff now, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, the reason why he's been taken away and what happens with that. And it's just like, it's really cool stuff is coming down the line. Um, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope so. Because this show is so good. Um, of yeah, voice yeah. acting, especially, this is some of the best I've ever seen in an animated show ever. Yeah. It's yeah. so well done. I love every single line that these characters say and the show's really Mark funny hamill apparently was in this episode was he as the yeah, boy he voiced bug? art he voiced oh. yeah it was art the bug 
Oh, is was wait, was that the main bug that like goes and gets him? Uh, that... I'm trying to find that out. I can't think of any named other bugs, right? Was that Mark Hamill? That was all... Mark Hamill. Huh. Invincible. Arch. So folks, I'm trying to find who we're googling it. We're googling it. Oh no, Art! Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Art. Art's the the costume maker. Because you know he has. Because oh, there's the whole thing with um Invincible's right. mum going on. Yeah. That's right. That's who Art is. Yeah. He was in. Yeah, he was in season one as well. I did not know that was Mark Hamill. That's that awesome. was Mark Hamill. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. This, this Walton, got so many big names in it. Yeah. Um, we well, yeah, Clancy Brown was in there. Um, yeah. Walton Goggins. Talking about yeah. Fallout early in the news. Walton Goggins yeah. voices Cecil. Um, obviously, we've got yeah. J.K. Simmons as Nolan Grace and Sandra o as Seth, Debbie Grace. And that's Rogan another thing as well. Alan. Seth Rogen is Alan. Um, and then Stephen Alan. Yen as Mark Grayson as well. But you, even as well, yeah. um, Debbie Grayson's um, character as well, because she's obviously dealing with the aftermath of her... Um, we get husband finding yeah. out, and we get a lots with her, and they have done that so well, even compared so to the comics. Because that's the thing it, with the comics, you don't see her at all, like barely at all. You don't yeah, see like this right. whole arc thing or how she's dealing with stuff. You just see her drinking all the time in the background. That's how they like showed her in the comics, which was quite sad. Um, yeah, but yeah, but like they actually sadder. do this full story thing. Yeah, they're following this. Like yeah. she's breaking down because she's not sure about what the past twenty years of her life actually meant. After it finding out Omni Man wants to take over, and then like is Mark, and this is another thing with Mark's character, they show it quite well. Is like he doesn't want to become like his dad now. He, he's trying not to become like Omni Man. He's doing the yeah. best that he can, and that's the thing. Yep. Is that like is that the eventual downfall to Invincible? Is he going to become like don't know. his dad? I honestly so, don't know, and I love that yeah. I don't know. Because yeah. the show is amazing. I want to read the comics, but also I don't because I'm loving this don't. show so much. I yeah. want to see what happens yeah. in the show, even though I'm probably going to have to wait another 20 years for it to finish <laughs> at this rate. But... Yeah, well, that's the thing, um, because they're doing a lot of things in this show. They're speeding it up by quite a bit, Okay, I will admit, because already we're halfway through season two and we he's already meeting his dad again, where, yeah. like... This doesn't happen for like I think a year or two normally after wow. the whole fight fiasco. Like it, it's it was quite a bit of time where Invincible just did, well he got a whole new suit as well. <laughs> so oh, wow. and well, I hope crazy. by the end of the season we we see the new suit as well. They're teasing it with the logo at the moment. So I mean, but like considering the show is doing this really well, the pacing of the show is so good. It's it's weird to see that it's like jumping around from the original so much but maybe that's why yeah. it's so good is because they're like hey this worked this didn't let's just go straight yeah. here which is awesome well that's the I thing because like robert kirkman who was the original writer for invincible mm. is still a writer for this show so he's yeah. still writing all, all of it for him um, along with Corey walker and ryan otley um so you know he's probably like thinking what would do better as a tv show what story elements do i want to show because yep. that's the thing there's a lot of things like when it comes down to comics and the reason why they don't do one for one accurate same thing as like mcu and dc and stuff like that is because there's a lot of unnecessary unnecessary stuff you don't really need to oh, show definitely. and everything yeah. like that um but yeah it's just like how the way they're doing it so far with this story and everything like that the pacing of it all is actually so much more like better done than the comic books themselves, <laughs> and that's the same thing with like, same thing with it. the boys as well. 
yeah. um what they did well with that was just like yeah. following their own story elements and because that's the thing the yep. boys comic books they're fucking wacky and bizarre and just they're bad kind of, they're yeah not, they're, they're not good no but the no. show and the is show amazing. has just done so much more better and that's the thing this is another case as well where i think the show is doing a better job um than the comic and as well yeah. like um yeah. there is the one scene which was really cool to see which is an homage to the comic book as well is when invincible and omni man are fighting the other viltrumites as well you know there's like a one post where they're like both fighting in that the same scene almost yeah. this is like one scene it's yeah. all slowed down yep. that in the actual comic books they have that exact same pose and everything oh, like that but then yeah. in the background of it it has like all the like additional scenes of them fighting and stuff like that and it was like that's oh that's cool. a cool homage to like the I comics and stuff like that and um yeah that's and cool. that's the thing it's, it's going to be interesting to see where these characters go what we're going to do with them what they're going to show for the rest next half of the season which doesn't come out to early next year now next year. uh yeah, i don't think weeks. they've had a really couple more weeks i think it's january something is they starting to do it weekly. okay okay Again, that's all right so a and then there'll be another four episodes as well yep. and then yeah from that it will be like another year after we'll have season three and it'll be like a yearly cycle Hopefully. again until they're finished so <laughs> yeah I want robert more. kirkman said that they're, they're on track now to keep it okay. as a yearly cycle well, that's so. good yeah yeah considering it's doing so well i'm sure that yeah they've got all the resources they need to keep it on track oh so yes oh yes if we had to rate just this half we'll do it we'll call it part one invincible season two part one we can rate it in two parts if i think that's that's the best way to do this because we'll revisit yeah. it again yeah. later on what would you give it out of 10 barry i am currently sitting at a nine for this season Ooh, nice yeah nice. nice it's a good solid night i am enjoying every single second of it like i rewatched it binged watched it yesterday again these four episodes just because like it's so good and i don't know how many times i've watched the first season now of invincible <laughs> like it would probably be definitely one of my like most rewatched seasons of like oh, any wow. show just because it's so well done i love these characters i love that it, it is still at the end like a superhero show and stuff like that but it's just like more of what i would want to see out of a superhero show and stuff like that yeah. compared to like what mcu are doing and stuff like that and it's actually showing more depth of characters and more of like the yeah. downside yeah. to it all and stuff like that and there's more interesting characters well i reckon so yeah sitting so, on a nine. Oh my god it's so emotional and it puts you in the head of yeah. these characters and this is an animated show you don't often see this from i know it's gonna be interesting when they do the live action movie Oh, so that's coming. Live up that's coming. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. But until then, we get this amazing show. And it's so well done. So I'm sitting on an 8 out of 10 for this part yep. one. And um, that's mostly because we don't know what's happening next. I love that I yep. don't know what's happening next, but I can't really rate it yet. So I'm sitting on 8 well, out of 10. Is awesome. We could see Spider-Man in the next part. <laughs> we could, because they did a Marvel goddamn crossover. They, I, that, I do remember that. I have and seen. Apparently, I've, I've read some of yeah, that. There was, there was like yeah. a couple of leaks that came out about what's happening in part two, and someone was like, "Well, there might be a certain friendly neighborhood Spider-Man," and I was like, "Oh, I don't think you meant to say that." <laughs> that would actually be really cool to see. It would be line. really cool. It would, it would be, be really very cool. Weird, but it would be. But also cool. cool. Yeah, I'm all for it. They're doing the show well yeah. enough that they can do. Yeah, well, they're doing. Like I, if they do like um the Angstrom stuff, which I think is going to be how this season ends. Seems like it, um, yeah. They, they are going to do like the multiversal stuff and everything like that. So it's going to be kind of cool um to see all that because basically spoilers, Mark just goes up against like an army of evil versions yeah. of him. 
and everything like that. And then hopefully as well, we get to see the new suit by the end of the season because the title cards at the moment, it's going from, what is it? Red and black. It's going yep. to black and blue um, okay. behind it at the moment. And that's oh. the thing. That's his next suit that he gets is a black and blue suit. So no yellow. No I yellow. I like the yellow. Yeah. He like goes through like multiple like. suits. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's fair. It's a superhero show. You got to have a new suit yeah. every like 10 minutes, but yeah, I, I like the yellow. It just feels iconic now because I've been spent yeah. so much time with it. But that's cool. So yeah, eight out of ten from me, nine out of ten from you. Invincible season two, halfway through, and it's really freaking good. I've got high hopes for the next half. But oh, yes. I think that is going to bring us to the end of another episode, Barry. Episode that 40. is the end. Oh yeah, episode forty, everyone. Congratulations to everyone. Being we here. have over five hundred over five hundred listeners. We charted yeah. at number thirty-five. <laughs> Did you see that? Which, yeah, I saw all the stuff. You know, we got cheering there. <laughs> in Australia for five days. I don't know what five days, but we were number 35. People are screaming. That's not cheering. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, apparently oh. we're the 35th best podcast in Australia at one point. Yeah, in Australia at one point, the- which is kind know. of amazing to How? hear. Well, on Spotify anyway. On Spotify. Yeah, but like, so. this, this is like, I don't get that. Not a lot of people doing podcasts in Australia. Guess, Let's be honest. But it's like, you'd think there'd be at least 35 that have more. Still, it's we have a sure. whole year to, to become number one on Spotify. Yeah, we're going to, we, that's not going to happen. We're going to aim for Number one 30. in Australia anyway. Aim, let's aim for 30. If we crack 30. Let's aim for 30. We'll aim for 30. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do, we'll do that. that. All right, yeah. That's we'll do that. Episode All right, let's get to the episode. So Jesus thanks for Christ. joining, everyone. Make sure to come out next week. You know, we're going to be here. Always talking about movies, talking about films. You know, we're here talking about things. I have been your host, Barry, joined by Clayton, and we will see you. Hello. Next week. Episode 41, baby. Let's go. Woo! <laughs> I'll go to 82. Man, <laughs> Are we really going to do 80 of these? My God.